0: You're listening to a Sunday service podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis, a faith community that welcomes, affirms, and protects the light in each human heart, listens deeply to where love is calling us next, and with humility, courage, and compassion works to create a more just world. To learn more, visit us at firstuniversalistchurch.org.
1: Now let us sing, 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 sing. Now let us sing, 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 sing. Lift up your voice, be not afraid. Now let us sing to the power of the faith within, now let us sing, 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 now let us sing, 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 lift up your voice, be not afraid, now let us sing to to the power of the faith within, all right, all right, yes, all right, all right, good morning.
2: Yeah, we're, we're starting with the, the caffeinated version of the hymns today. Good.
1: <laughs> Lift up your voice.
3: Lift up your voice.
1: Be not afraid.
3: Be not afraid.
1: Let's do it as a chorus, everyone. Be not afraid. Your turn.
3: <laughs> Be not afraid.
1: Now let us sing
3: now let us sing
1: to the power to the
3: power of the of the
1: faith within
3: faith within
1: lift up your voice lift up your voice be not afraid be not
3: afraid yes
1: now let us sing to the
2: the yeah, power yeah, you, you, yes, 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 yes.
1: But we're gonna do more of it at a time now. Okay, all right. Lift up your voice. Be not afraid. Lift up your voice. Be not afraid. Now let us sing to the power of the faith within. Now let us sing to the power of the. Faith Faith me now. Let us sing. Sing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're learning. We're learning each other. This means. Uh, this means. Let me show you something.
2: This means. Will you join in with me? Right. This one means. Let me show you something. This one means. Will you join in with me?
1: Okay. Now let us sing. 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 Now let us sing. Sing, 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 lift up your voice, be not afraid. Now let us sing to the power of the faith within. Now Now let us sing, 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 sing. sing. Now Now let us us sing. sing, 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 lift up your voice, Be not afraid, now
2: Now let us
1: sing sing to the power of the Fade Within.
2: within. Yes, if you're feeling bassy, Fade Within is perfectly great. That's great too. Okay, some folks, I can hear it in, in your souls. I can hear it in your spirit's voice saying, please just give us a melody for goodness sake. I got one for
1: you. It goes like this. Sing to the power of the faith within. Sing to the power of the faith within. Lift up your voice. Be not afraid. Sing to the power of the faith within. You wanna try with me? One, two, three, four. Sing, Sing to, to the, the power. power of the. Faith within. faith within. And then again. Sing, Sing to the, the power of the faith within. Lift up your voice. Lift, lift your up your voice. voice. Be not afraid. Be, Be not afraid. afraid. Sing. Sing. Sing to the power of the faith within. Yes, yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Okay. So we'll start now with the bass part. That's not our only rehearsal. We'll, we'll get more time. We'll start with the bass part. Everybody start with me. And then, for those of us who want to sing the tune, we'll go and branch off onto another journey. Will you sing the tune uh, when we get to that part? And I'll look at you, you'll know. It'll look like that. And that, and so you pick your favorite, okay? Here we go. One, two, three, four,
1: one. Now let us sing 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 now let us sing 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 sing. lift up your voice be not afraid now let us sing to the power of the faith Faith now let us sing. Sing, sing 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 you got it now let us sing Sing, 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 sing. Lift up your voice, be not afraid. Now let us sing to the power of God faith within. Now let us sing. Sing
3: to the power sing, of the sing, faith sing. Within. Now
1: let us sing.
3: Sing to the
1: power sing, of the sing, faith sing. Lift, up your voice. Lift up your voice. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. Now let us sing, sing to the power of the faith within.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to go. Way to go. Okay. Will you rise? We only have like four more of these to do, right? Here we go.
1: What, we're gonna say joy, okay? Sing to the power of the joy within. One, two, three, now let us sing. Sing to the power of the joy within. Now let us sing. To the power sing, of the sing, joy sing. within, up your voice. lift up your voice. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. Now let us sing, sing to the, the power of the. the- Joy love. Love. Now
3: let us sing to the power of the sea. Love within. Sing to the power sing. of the sea. Love
1: within. With Lift, Lift up your voice. Be voice. Be not afraid. Now let us sing, sing to the, the power of the love. Of the love. Let us sing. sing
3: to the power sing, of the sing, hope
1: sing, within. Now let us sing.
3: sing to the sing, power sing, of the sing,
1: hope sing. within. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Be not afraid. Be
2: I wonder if you have a gray hymnal nearby you. We will share the task of calling each other into this special time of worship. In the back, toward the back, you'll find reading 646. 646. A poem of the writer Wendell Berry. The larger circle calls us into this time of worship. If you got it, say, I got it. it. If you don't got it, say, I don't got it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, wait a second. All right, if you got it, say, "I I got it. If you don't got it, say, I don't got it. Let's read this twice through. The first time, I'll take the first voice if you'd respond with the second voice, and then we'll switch. We clasp the hands of those who go before us. us. We enter the little circle of each other's arms. and the larger circle of all creatures to a music so subtle and vast that no ear hears it. Will you take the first voice now? Oh, yes, you will. Once more, of us. and the hands of those who come after us, the and the larger circle of lovers whose hands are joined in a dance, and the of all passing in and out of life who move also in a dance. Except in fragments. Welcome, my friends, to the music that's been going on for at least 160 years, that we can only hear in fragments. We call it worship, we call it community. Know that if this is your first time here, you are very welcome, and we mean to, uh, to honor your trust, uh, your risk of coming into a place that you've never been before by offering a warm community and a welcome place to rest, to be joyful, to be who you are. If this isn't nearly your first time, thank you for coming back. I'm a conductor, so I have learned not to take for granted when people return after the intermission. (laughs) And I do not take for granted that you help us continue our story, that you weave a thread that helps us to reach into the past, into the present as we reach into the future together. May our work of joy and love be fruitful. May we be full of breath and full of love. We begin our worship service together, our time of community by lighting the symbol of Unitarian Universalists all over the globe and all across time. The chalice cup with the flame is our symbol. And I invite you, while I light the flame, to say the words we use as a covenant with each other. It starts with the very important word, love is the spirit. And finally, I invite you to breathe. We take this practice of breathing three times together on our own and as one. We'll be patient if you breathe slowly. Be patient if you breathe fast. Let's do the work together.
1: Listen more often to things
2: than to beings. Tis the ancestor's breath
1: when the fire's voice is heard, tis the ancestor's breath in the voice of the waters.
2: We're gathered for a time of community. We're gathered for a time of worship. Thank you.
4: Good morning. My name is Ashley, and I am one of the ministers among you this morning. I bring you the words of a poem by Reverend Teresa Soto. Bring your broken hallelujah here. Bring the large one that is beyond repair. Bring the small one that's too soft to share. Bring your broken hallelujah here. I know that people have told you that before you can give, you have to get yourself together. They overstated the value of perfection by a lot. Or they forgot. You are the gift. We all bring some broken things, songs and dreams and long lost hopes. But here and together, we reach within. As a community, we begin again. And from the pieces, we will build something new. There is work that only you can do. We wait for you. Beloveds, hallelujah means joyous praise. So perhaps this poem is inviting us to bring our broken joy or our exhausted longings for love into this space this morning. Tenderly. As we settle in a bit more deeply, you might imagine setting those parts of yourself down in your lap letting them snuggle into you like a tired toddler. Or you might even imagine them finding a cozy spot in one of Martha's nests that we'll be talking about soon with her. No matter, be gentle. You are a gift, broken hallelujah included. And I'm not talking about just you collectively but you actually, and you, and you, each you that makes up this we today. What broken joy is sitting with you this morning in need of being held by community? Or what full-throated praise is already whole and ready to be sung? Now is the time we share out loud or quietly in our hearts or in the chat our prayers with one another and with the holy. This is not a poem alone. This is a practice. So please share now what rests on your heart.
2: As many of you might know, we're in, uh, thank you, we're in a month called Art and Soul at First Universalist. Fine artists are coming in concert and conversation to be with us to talk art and spirituality and music and, uh, and, and building and all that uh, we can glean wisdom from. It's, a, it's been a wonderful month so far and It continues to be today. As we were just doing that prayer, I couldn't think of any better conversation to have right now than with uh, Martha Bird, who I've invited to talk with us. Now, you may know uh, Martha uh, from being one of your fellow community members. Hey. Hey, flowers. You may also know Martha from this spectacular display behind me. Today, we're going to talk about the art and artistry that goes into this work. And while Martha, I welcome you to the chancel, we have a video that'll give a little bit of context and help set the stage for Martha and I to talk about this magnificent work. Do we have it?
5: How do you decide what to create? It's really about the rhythm, the rhythm of the harvesting, the cutting, the rhythm of the earth, the air, the season. I'm part of everything when I'm out here. When I'm cutting the willow, I begin to have visions of the shapes and forms that could be made with them. For it to be art, I need to find my own voice create my own forms, and the way that I do that is I turn inward to listen. My work is about the body, the growth of the body and its experiences as it moves through time. The body holds what happens to it in life. I'm connected and part of energy and growth and movement and healing in the universe. I alternate basketry with other mediums, changing the medium, it refreshes me. Different lines from my life come together into one path leading me forward. The spiral is found throughout the body. I love working with Willow. Pleasure guides me into lightness and play. This calms my body. The spiral is rhythm, life, and resilience. When viewers see my sculpture, I hope that they feel their own growth and energy and resilience in this world, in their life.
1: Martha, I just want to
2: start with some gratitude. Uh, So many times I've walked into this sanctuary, empty Wednesday, Thursday morning, and been able to meditate so, um, so deeply on the circles and the spiral. Uh, that you create here, the beauty that you uh, you 've brought to the sanctuary is um, wordless, let me say, so that 's just a personal thanks. We got to hang out a little bit uh, and talk about uh, uh, and talk about what these magnificent things are. <laughs> um, and I found it really enlightening, so can we start? By you're helping us to understand what's going on here. What what are these things?
5: Yeah, I would love to, to talk about what I do and what I make. Um, the spiral is really really important to me, and it's an image that I work over and over again with. Um, this particular technique, all of these except the one right over here with the pieces hanging down. All the others are a technique called the Paragord weave. And it comes from the Paragord region of France. And there was a woman that traveled there. It was the community does this weave and they actually make baskets out of the weave, so smaller. Um, And she got the blessing from the community to um, teach because it was being lost to time. There was concern of it being lost to time. And so she no longer teaches it, but I reached out to her because I wanted to learn it, and um, I learned it during a residency, and it was the first one that I did was this upper corner that's made out of rattan, and um, people that have taken her class, many do not repeat it because it's so difficult, and then people, I had a teacher in Ireland, and I asked if he would teach it to me, and he was like, no, and I said, "Why not?" And he said, "I'm never doing it again." <laughs> so I needed to take this book on residency, um and I just was in a small Minnesota town, so I couldn't go anywhere, so I knew I was going to be successful, and that was the one I created. and I just loved it. Um, and the the validation for me came when I was taking i'm a holistic nurse as well, um, although I'm working full time as an artist and I was in a class and we could use images instead of essays. So I used an image of that one and I I mentioned it takes 206 pieces to make this spiral. And one of the students reached out and she said, Did you do that on purpose? And I said, What? And she said, There's 206 bones in the human body. And I was like, oh, this, you know, chills, like this is so, like my life is coming through, my work, and that was a real validation for me that I was on the right track, and so from there I've just continued to make the spiral, and each time it turns out differently. I'm just listening internally to to curiosity and challenge and what do I want to do, and um, I'm always surprised when it actually becomes a spiral because it starts at the center, and then I keep adding pieces as I go and that's how we get to the 206 each one is different of course um and so I'm always surprised when it gets to be a spiral
2: <laughs> I know this I know the spiral is deeply spiritually meaningful for you can you talk more about that
5: Yeah so There's a couple of things with that. One is the making of it, and the other is just the kind of image of it. So um, the spiral is found throughout our body. So the inner ear is a spiral. Our DNA, the umbilical cord, is a spiral. Our heart grows in a spiral. I could go on and on. It's found in the body. Um, And then it's also found in nature. I'm sure many of you think of the um, tidal waves, um, the horns of the ram, uh, the snail shell you know and that those examples go on and on the the inside of a sunflower I'm just um,
2: noticing you're wearing you're wearing
5: spirals <laughs> yeah. I'm just noticing, yeah it's cool um, and then it goes out to the universe and we have the nebulas and the galaxy and and so for me what that does is help connect me like me personally to the universe to nature like there is a place for me here and that's really really um an important message for me i've struggled with mental illness and depression and post-traumatic stress disorder and so um to have a really strong hook to stay in the world is really important for me and that's what this both material and what i make um, does for me Mm -hmm. um And then the actual making of it is because I'm adding and adding and adding as it's turning around and I don't know where it's going to go and I don't know what it's going to look like, it actually, the experience I have of it is it feels like I'm bringing all the parts of my life together into the present. I'm I'm taking all the past into the present and then leading this path forward into the future.
2: You, you're reminding me, one time I, I sat in the pews and sang wo-ya-ya ya to these. You know, the, we are going,
1: heaven knows where we are going, but we know we will, and we will get there. Heaven knows how we will get there.
2: Uh, it, it, because it so reminded me of that, how you described the, the journey of faith, essentially, that it is to start with a project like this, not knowing exactly what shape it's going to take. Um, How much of this is, how much, can you describe the process?
5: Yeah, so I, um, I start with four pieces of willow and I bend two of them across the other so it looks like a, like a red cross image. I start that and then I just start adding in and weaving and adding in and weaving until I get nine across. And then I have to take, um, I think it's another 18, then I start just putting it in wherever I can. It takes a lot of muscle. To try to squeeze it in there, and then I start turning it around into a circle. And i it's kind of like the game Twister, if anybody remembers that, where your body contorts so you can get wherever it goes. I'm, it's a full body experience for me. So <laughs> legs are here, arms are here, I'm bent over like this and bringing, and I'm working with pieces that are sometimes 10 feet long like this middle one over here. Those were 10 feet, and I did it outside in my yard. And so the bushes were holding up part of it as I would take this 10-feet thing and swing it over my head and bring it over here. So it's, it's, it's quite a dramatic, <laughs> quite dramatic. You don't want to be close to me at that point because you mm. might get whipped. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thread I, I, I remember you're telling me is how, many, how much community finds its way into this process for you, from the willow on through?
5: Yeah, community is a really important aspect for me. Um, I did a um, presentation down in the Red Wing area and was talking about working with willow, and someone from the community came up afterwards and they said, you know, we have a basketry willow garden here that um, people have planted and tended and nobody's using it right now, would you like it? And I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> it takes five years to establish a willow garden to make it so you get those nice, long, straight shoots. So we're not talking about a willow tree. We're talking about just you know planting it and it starts to grow straight up and then mm-hmm. it gets harvested every year. And um, so I go down, I harvest it in the winter, and it's a community process. So there's community volunteers that come forward every winter to help me. I could no longer do it all myself. And then my studio spaces have always been creating in community um, around other artists. And, um, yeah, it's, it's... very important and then when you think about i started making um, traditional baskets back in the 90s and those are you know very tightly woven together and if you have a piece that's a stray piece like all of those up on those top one and then down in this corner where the thing those are very vulnerable to breakage and they're they're very fragile but it's when they're woven together that brings the strength and that makes me think of community too mm-hmm. like as a single you know being there's vulnerabilities there, but when you join together in community, there builds um, strength. Mm-hmm.
3: It's
1: beautiful. One more time, Thank one you. more time. In a circle with no beginning and a circle, within a circle, within a beginning and never-ending. Mm. Well said. Thank, Thank you, you
2: <laughs> All of these have names. They do. <laughs> Could
1: you share the names?
5: I'd be happy to, if I remember them all. OK. so this one up here in the corner is called nebula. The one in the middle here is called Dancing Willow." At the helm. Return again. Hmm. Bespoked.
1: Is that the one one at the top?
5: Yeah, it's the one at the top, and it has one broken one at about seven o'clock, and that's part of the piece. Um, And then the one up here in the corner is called Blossoming, and that one took a lot of ropes and tying to get it into the shape I wanted. This circle in the center is called Love is for Everyone. And then these two little ones are so new, they don't have names yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, the, and the exhibit, uh, as a collection, also has, also has a name.
5: Yes, I call it um, Body Spiral.
3: Hmm.
5: And I will add this one, another aspect of community. So Dancing Willow, I was part of an exhibition where I was paired with another artist, and she was a dancer. So the two of us had to come up with a piece together. And so what I did was I wove that, and she watched me, and then she created a dance based on that piece that's been performed a couple times. It's really, mm. it's really beautiful.
2: Uh, let me ask you, these are, these are baskets. Uh, what? What do they hold?
5: Mm. So I think of them as sculptures, but I do say sculptural basketry because the basket part of it is very important to me. And to me, they hold, um, I do a lot with negative space. So, you know, like I talked about before, you know, I made tight, functional, beautiful baskets for many years. And then when I wanted to become a fine artist, I thought I need to find my own voice. And so then I started listening inwardly and they all had lots of empty space, lots of vulnerability. So I feel like they hold experiences, um, potential vulnerabilities, my experiences, so I know where I was at. It's almost like my own memoir Mm -hmm. because I know where I was at when I was making each one and Mm. that's part of the title. And um, so it holds that for me. Mm-hmm. And that's part of my um, struggles with mental illness is one of the symptoms or whatever is that I kind of get disconnected from my own life and my own history, and and um, it really grounds me. Mm-hmm. It really grounds me.
0: Yeah.
2: May I ask one more question?
5: Oh, yes. Okay.
2: I don't think... Uh, at least before we talked, I didn't know anything about the history, the deep history of basketry in, in human existence. But it goes far back, and and the your influences are from all over the world. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about like where your influences are coming from, and uh, yeah, where we might find something that that looks like this, and where and where the things are um, nowhere but but in Martha Bird's hands.
5: Yeah, so um, basketry goes back to the beginning of time, all continents, all cultures. You think about the first people looking at trees and nests, creating shelter, clothing, things like that. So um, all of these except this one is that Paragord, the Paragord Part of France. So if you Google Paragord or Paragord, France, it's a region, you'll start seeing some of those images come forward. um, Baskets about like this. Um, So that's very specific to my current work. And part of that is because I really like challenge. My life has been very challenging. So to actually experience that in my work, um, it's very, very hard to do and so satisfying. So that's why I keep repeating it.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, it, it, one of the techniques is Indonesian, is that
5: is that right? Oh, so I talked about um, where this material comes from, yeah. from Indonesia, that's, um, what I'm that's missing. where the material comes from. It grows on the trees, it's, kind of, it's invasive, and it's got thorns all over it, and they people pull it down and, you know, they can um, put it through machinery to make it uniform. So when basket makers are starting out, they're usually using rattan reed, which is that material, because it's readily available and um, uniform, so you know what to expect from the material. My goodness. Uh, I,
2: I, I don't think I have any other questions other than, can it
3: stay? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love these so much, and there's so much, there's so much complexity in them, and, uh, and the fact that you've offered these to us for our meditation, and for our, our spiritual journey for these months, uh, it, it means a great deal to me as a part of the community, and I, I feel like I'm not alone. Thank so thank you for sharing the, so, something so deeply personal to your life story, with the larger community. It's doing so much good to our spirits, our souls, our lives. Um, and, uh, and, and we're grateful that you, as an artist, as a person, are here uh, among us and sharing so generously. And so uh, we're, we're very grateful. Thank you.
5: Thank you. It's, I can't tell you how much it's meant for me to have them all together in one place, sharing them with my spiritual community. Um, it's been really just um, very grounding for me to come into the service every week. And just as people are talking, my eye kind of travels from one to the other. And, you know, like, wow, wow. <laughs> and uh, when you talk about them staying there, so what I'm working towards is my kind of long-term goal is the Guggenheim in New York City, is that spiral building, oh, yeah. and I visited a number of times. And I, my my goal is to have mine in the rotunda, to have all my spirals. So <laughs> <laughs> they say, speak your goals out loud. <laughs> so you saw it here first. Yes. When you see it in the Guggenheim. This is the building was for me to see them all together (sighs) in communication. What are they doing? And that's helping me kind of form the ideas. The other goal is at MIA, the Minneapolis Institute of Art, they have the M-A-E-P room, which is on the second floor, and it's for Minnesota artists. And so it'll be First Universalist Church, MIA, Guggenheim. Oh, moving on (laughs) up. Okay,
2: okay. Right on. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, please help me appreciate Martha Bird. One... Thank
4: you so much. Wow. Yeah. I had another call to offering, but it doesn't need to happen now because look at these. Which strand are you? Which willow? Like, find your person in one of these. It's not the only way to think about it, but it works for a call to offering. You are one of those willow strands. One. And when we are put together, 206 or whatever our number might be this morning, we make something incredible. Or at least we have the potential to do that. So I invite you now to give boldly to Beacon Interfaith Housing Collaborative, which is a collaborative of congregations in Minnesota who advocate for equitable housing access here and also share a vision of a Minnesota where everyone has a home and make that a reality through their work so please give boldly remembering there is no peace too small and if this is a Sunday where you need to practice remembering a slightly different version of that story that you are held woven together we offer you the gift of our support our strength in community let me know in person, after the service, or by emailing me, ashley at firstuniv.org, and we will bring our collective strength to you, sharing resources with you. Let us receive our morning offering now.
1: Will guide us. Peace has dried us. Hope inside us will lead the way on the road from greed Greed to to giving. giving. Love Love will guide us through through the hard hard night. night. Will you sing it with us? Will guide us. Peace has tried us. Hope inside.
2: Friends, please welcome Davous Seru. I've heard you described as uh, a, an improvisational composer, as a jazz drummer, as a, uh, as a percussionist, um, as a thinker, as a philosopher. I've heard, I've heard all of these things. How do you describe you?
1: <laughs> Bam.
6: I'm here. I'm my mother's son um, and my son's father.
1: Hmm.
6: Trying to connect. Um, let me say, I'm full right now. This is amazing uh, to be. Uh, invited in uh, and to have it feel so real you know I, I, and not like a gig so thank you for that um, so I'm transition you, you list these names these titles right um, that I might go by sometimes uh Today I feel like M- Martha is my name. You, you, you are my sister right now. You said what I might have said <laughs> um, about your work. Uh, I brought circles too. Um, and I weave. Uh, I'm more familiar with, with dogwood than I am willow but uh, in my garden at home. Um, I've been a professor for the last, uh, well, I've taught at Hamlin for 12 years, and I'm leaving and moving to the University of Minnesota, uh, where I'll start up at the end of August uh, and be the become the curator of the Givens collection of African American literature. So I'm going to be an archivist. Um, thank you. Which is part of work that many many people are doing right now to preserve Black culture.
0: Mm.
6: Uh, but we also make it. Uh, and so my life sort of. Uh, has been devoted to that work. I'll say more. Do you want to? Is this the talk oh, part? Oh no no or no, is this no no the, no no! No, okay. I just I just okay.
2: I just wanted you right. to have an opportunity to say it in yeah. your own words. I'm going to leave.
6: Okay, so uh,
2: and sit here and be your fan. So we preserve,
6: we preserve. We know we, we know the need, uh, but we also uh, embody the culture, uh, and hopefully this offering will will demonstrate some, uh, something uh, about that. We gotta talk now.
2: Okay, so okay, I have to ask this question on my own behalf and for like half of uh, at least half of your audience. uh, Like, okay, how are you thinking through (laughs) the sounds of that? Like, um, like I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it's something like when I when I improvise, I can hear a melody in my head and I try to, and I reproduce that. Are you hearing those as tones? Or is it a different paradigm altogether?
6: Yes. I'm a musician, like you. No, so... James Baldwin, in a short story, Sonny's Blues, I think, that's where it is, uh, talks about I think you said something, something that most people don't understand about music is that it sort of it is some, you know, something emerging from the void that we ca- capture as it's moving mm-hmm. through, give shape to it, and then let it go. And so I'm hearing what's generating around me and the silence, the negative space, um, and communicating with it fast. So uh, we we're computing, you know, as we as we intera- you know as we interact with what's happening there. And there's memory involved. I mean, some of the things that I end up doing are things that I often do. They're my voice, uh, uh, as it relates to my instrument, I, you know, I've been trained. I've had teachers. Uh, there's a vocabulary. There's a there's a book, Dean McGraw who is someone I know that you know. Dee McGraw and I, as a guitarist, uh, have played together for... Is it just last week? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We've played together for many years uh, just in duet, and we, we gather, and we play free, like I just did, but we always find our way to some... I mean, there's a book that we share um, uh, of songs that uh, mostly come from this country. We, we, we're, we're responsible for it. Uh, and we sort of move in and out of these familiar things. Uh, I played Time. Uh, I certainly was signifying New Orleans in the last, uh, and Be- then eventually Bebop in the last uh, thing that I did. Um, there's just so much going on, but I'm not thinking. You said, you asked me at the start about thinking. I'm, I'm not thinking. I'm okay. trying not to think. Okay. Because uh, that'll, that'll just ruin it. What, so. would
2: you, what, what would you call what's going on, then? Is it?
6: I don't know it's something that's always been here and i've and i have some relationship. you know it's familiar to me mm-hmm. uh since here you know um and I see it in other people and i obviously we 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 uh we practice it together it's but it is that going back to baldwin there is something moving through mm-hmm. spirit is a name that some people give to it
2: uh, yeah i'm 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 curious uh, if you wouldn't mind speaking more about how, you know, the, the drum in all of its forms is so deeply tied to blackness.
6: Yes.
2: And um, I, I also wondered, when I was th- asking, like, what are you thinking? I'm also wondering, like, how much of the blackness that I see just kind of coming out of the drums as you play them, like, how much of that is a conscious thing? Like, what is your relationship um, with
1: dot, dot, dot.
6: I'm from North Minneapolis. Uh, I'm 45. And so when I was a kid, there was one black radio station. There was one place where you could hear black music here. KMOJ radio, which is, a, uh, is, is playing on a Swahili word. Kamoja is what uh, KMOJ sounds, which comes from UMOJA. Uh, Umo, UMOJA, which means unity. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned to play music listening to the radio. My stepfather brought a drum kit home and it sat behind a dining room table on, in our second floor apartment above where my great grandmother and my great aunt and my aunt, some aunties and it was me and my mom and my dad and my sister and occasionally cousins and an auntie and our uncle who, uh, uncle who needed a place to stay. It was a village. Uh, The neighborhood in the 80s felt very much like a village. Um, Before somebody allowed for the distribution of crack cocaine to uh, uh, this urban Mm. black community. Somebody allowed for it to make its way here. Uh, And then the neighborhood changed and felt less like a village. Um, So there were drums in the house. I was in West Africa in 2007 in Ghana, where I went to study for a month with a master musician at a school, the Dagara Music Center in Accra, or just outside of Accra. And when I was there, was struck, (laughs) pun intended, by uh, the fact that, uh, like with the snare drum, which has these extra some might say unnecessary snares on the bottom to make noise. Like the snare drum, many of the instruments uh that we were playing had some extra little embellishment, something on them that would help generate noise. Mm-hmm. Uh in in particular, there's a large bass drum called the Brecate that's got a snare on it, and it sounds and I thought that sounds like the old cars in my neighborhood, with the bass in the trunk, vibrating as if people remember, remember, without knowing Mm -hmm. uh, a a, a particular affinity to sound. I had been, before that trip to Ghana, uh, I'd stepped away from the drum kit and was traveling (laughs) with a bass drum only, and working directly on top of it with Things uh, you know, putting things on top of the drums and creating a sort of dialogue between the small instruments and uh, the, the drum, which is a is a is a cathedral, uh, uh, and 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 it you know helps to generate more sound. Did you say the drum is a cathedral? Yes, I did.
2: Okay, I mean, you, you don't think you would toss a sentence out there like that. It's and, a body. And let's not pause on that. Yeah, it's a
6: body, it's a throne.
2: Okay, come on. Come on. Say, say more about the drum as a cathedral, yeah. please. Um, hmm.
6: Air moves through it. Mm-hmm. It is the center of, has been the center of black life. Uh, in a number of ways. My grandfather, who's 96 and lives outside of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I interviewed him uh, f- six years ago or so. Actually, I'll get back to Cathedral in a second, but I gotta talk about my grandfather. Okay. Um, last month, a month and a half ago, I was in Annandale, Minnesota, performing a piece that I wrote called Do hey. It was for three bass drums. Choir, and the choir is just anybody who's there. And this audio recording of my 96-year-old grandfather talking about the land that his great his grandfather started purchasing in Tennessee after leaving slavery in Mississippi, and somehow held on to. And so the the elders live on about 150 acres of land in Tennessee. And I interview them talking about what they farmed, how they farmed, how they sort of uh, how owning land allowed them to be able to do things for other black people um, who otherwise had to deal with the Jim Crow uh, uh, establishment, right? He told me a story about his father. Uh, He said, you know, my my father played the drums. Really? No, I didn't. And he says, yeah, he was. I said, was he in a band? Did he play on Bill Street? You know, he said, oh, no, no, no like that he just we'd be at a picnic just be a drum this over there (laughs) i think he pointed (laughs) over there just you know uh holding it down for the congregation for the people um it's a vessel it's a container Mm -hmm. um that, that that vibrates and so um I don't know what it is, but I love the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and I start, and I don't know if you noticed. I, I, I start by just touching something, and then I, then I'm, and then we're in conversation.
2: Well, that was, that's actually what I was going to ask. Like how I am so curious to know how all of that that we just experienced with you. I, I'm so curious to know what the the um, the spirit of the person who comes up with that or who brings that experience to life is like what your, what your brain must be
6: uh, channeling. Um,
2: how do you begin?
6: Touch, and then um, I make connections. So there's a, there's a sermon in E.M. Forrester's novel, uh, Howard's End, that a, a woman pastor gives wherein and she says, only connect. Only connect is the mantra that I attempt to live by. So, what am I thinking about? How to move from that first touch to sort of this in time, there is this series of connections being made and letting the ones that don't work out so well pass. So, I'm a, I'm a, I, I practice at a Buddhist a Zen center in St. Saint, Saint Paul, and one of my teachers um, once in the early part of my practice said, Okay, okay, I'm gonna, I, he was trying to show me, you already know how to do this because he's also a musician and we work together. And he said, okay, submit to gravity (laughs) and recall a time when you you, you were playing and it was working. So, okay, he said, what's happening? Everything is moving. Mm. It's like creation unfolding and expanding out. Mm. Everything is moving. Mm -hmm. And none of it's good, none of it's bad. And so that is sort of, I just start, generate something that I'm then responding to and trying not to think, especially about discerning between good and bad, right and wrong, uh, and just feeling. And then you can also, of course, feel what's coming off of the people you're you're playing for. So this is different, obviously, than playing with other musicians. Mm -hmm you know, uh, a little more vulnerable. <laughs> um.
2: Thank you for sharing that with us. I, I, the appreciation I have now is that you're experiencing some of the very same surprise, it sounds like, and, and newness that we are experiencing at the same time, and I didn't have that appreciation of it. Would you, just, would you, you would say that's true?
6: Yeah, so, I don't, I'm not just, there, there is an internationally, international community of people who, who insist on free improvisation because of this kind of fetish for newness and novelty and uh, a desire to break through forms mm-hmm. and to arrive at something um, yeah, you talked about the 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 future, this sort of not knowing necessarily where you're headed, um, and submitting to that journey.
2: Okay, so we're all we're all going to our homes now. We're going to our different places, and we're all about to become um, improv uh, drummer extraordinaires. <laughs> so, it, it, so like, I think that I think there's something. I, I think there's something really um, salient that you're giving us, some wisdom that that I'm I'm hearing now in this um, this idea of keeping things in motion, taking one sound at a time or one vibration at a time, and experiencing it with experiencing my own life or my the performance of my own life um, uh, in concert with with everyone else. Yeah, yeah there's something that, that yeah.
6: Everyone, all beings, mm-hmm. um, alive and not. Mm-hmm. I appreciate.
2: I I appreciate that you bring that lesson to us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, you know, Dabu Now, um, now. We have our own uh, thing that we've been working up that we do every week that we're gonna sing to you now um, and sing to each other as we, uh, as we take this time to, uh, to leave this place well and in community. I welcome you to sing a song with me. Would you rise? Friends, take these breaths Take this time together, take it with you into the next days, into the next moments. And I just wish you joy, I wish you love, I hope you have a really great week. (laughs) And the people around you do too. Go in love, my friends.
1: Where you go, I will go, beloved. Beloved. Where you go, I will go.
3: Where
1: you go, I will go, beloved. Where you go, I will go. And your people. And your people are my people. Your people are mine. Your people are mine.
0: Thanks for listening. If you've been comforted or inspired by this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Podcasts are free to download, but they cost money to make. Visit firstuniversalistchurch.org slash donate to make your gift. We'd love for you to join us in person or online on Sunday mornings. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.